Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are on the planet. Hello, hello, hello. I am so grateful that you are here with me today. Your girl, Masako May, on Hit Like a Girl, where it is amazing to have a hit that makes you powerful and unique and learning what your hits are. Here at Hit Like a Girl, we like to focus on what it is that has been innately placed within our hearts that we grow and develop into something spectacular so we can utilize our hits within our communities to affect for a global change. I'm sure today you have tuned in to Hit Like a Girl on the Urban Music Report located on Roku, Apple TV, and Verizon television platforms. But before we go any further, I want you guys to give yourselves a round of applause. Right? Give yourselves a round of applause because whatever day this is of the quarantine, how are you managing? How are you managing? So I just want you guys to know, I'm gonna stand up because what I have on today, I put on for you. I am quarantined and so are you. And so we are in this together. So this is what you guys inspired me to put on today. Just a little something cute, right? When I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, You guys like it? You like it? I hope you guys like it because you guys inspire me. You guys inspire me to get up every day to be the best person that I can be because without you guys, whom I'm so grateful for, what would I be feeling? So I'm so grateful for you. Things in the news this week. So you saw the president of China and the president of the United States have signed the trade agreement. The trade agreement between China and America has been signed. Some of the words that were thrown around when describing the trade agreement were, <laughs> a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. How many of us? know that term. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. I personally know this term because I, I've used it within the week, so I'll explain to you guys later what I'm talking about. Another phrase used to describe this trade agreement between China and America is the devil is in the details. How many of us was raised in households where we tried to do slick things and our parents said, the devil is in the details. <laughs> uh, and so when it comes down to details, I just want you guys to know this trade agreement that was signed between China, the Chinese government and the American government is less than 100 pages long. Some of us have written um, assignments and turned into our college professors and maybe even in high school 
projects longer than 100 pages. So that's something that if you guys were not aware of, be aware of it. Uh, it's interesting that now uh, with regard to the state of affairs and the quarantine, when it came to the video when the presidents were signing the agreement, I was just wondering to myself, I'm like, hello, where's the six feet? <laughs> Where is the six feet? Nobody had a six foot uh, social distancing within that conference room. But, you know, we cannot make light of the quarantine. Why? Because I got a phone call yesterday from a really good friend of mine who has lost three of his good friends to the coronavirus. That's three of his good friends to coronavirus. Now, if I, I don't know how many of you guys out there in the world have lost someone close to you, uh, have shed some tears for some heartache and heartbreak from those that are no longer able to be in our life. But I have, and I, I have lost people at an earlier age in life. And so I always find it interesting to meet people where they are, I say, you know, we as human beings, we can only meet people where we are, not where they are, where we are. And we meet them where we are based on our experience, how we're living our life, what we have gone through. And so that's how I've been able to, I like to think of myself as a very compassionate person. How about you? Are you compassionate? So for those of you that are stuck in your homes, wondering what to do with your life, thank you for tuning in to watch me and listen to me on some advice. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. So here at Hit Like a Girl with Masako May, some of the advice that I like to focus on is what can we do to make ourselves better? My history has had uh, about a 98.9% .9 success rate when dealing with people that are overwhelmed with life, uh, people that feel fat, you know, whether they're fat or not, they feel fat, and people that are absolutely tired of bad relationships. So the question that I have to you guys out there watching and listening is, when it comes to relationships and relationship status, what do you consider a bad relationship? I have an example to give to you guys on a bad relationship because I feel like we have all types of relationships throughout life and I absolutely love love. And so when something doesn't resonate at a loving uh, vibration, I consider that a bad relationship. However, just because we have a bad relationship does not mean that that bad relationship cannot get better because like all things in life, if it's worth having, it's worth working for. Would you guys agree? I'm glad you agree. Can I share y'all an experience that I had? Okay, this is my, this is an example of, of a relationship that should not be. 
I find that being who I am and being unmarried, people, um, they're, they're always asking the question, uh, why am I single? Why am I single? Why am I single? And the best thing that I could tell them is, is I'm, I'm single because I'm unmarried. <laughs> I'm single because I am unmarried. But the good news is, is I will be married soon. I don't have a ring yet. However, I have decided that at this junction in my life, it is time to start waking up next to someone in my bed. You know, someone that can kiss me on my shoulder, on the back of my neck, on my back. Now, that doesn't mean that that doesn't happen if you're not married. However, that would be a most ideal situation when you're in a union where you guys have one another's back and, and you, uh, you have best, the, your best interest at heart, right? I mentioned marriage because the other day, if you guys follow me on social media, uh, at Masako May, I made a post because I am a firm believer when it comes to uh, the state of affairs at which we're living our life because our household is our first business, our household is our first ministry. And so I find when it comes to business and ministry, ministry is a business. And so when we run our household like it is a business, then we want to run a successful household, right? So the post that I put out the other day was any of you out there that have been living with one another and you're not married, I would love to marry you guys. That's one other thing. I, I'm a minister. I've been a minister for, for ages. But I have come to find out when it comes to commitment, you have to be fully committed. Would you guys agree? You have to be fully committed. And I mentioned this fully committed because when it comes to love, we spoke about love earlier and love being a vibrational energy, we resonate at, at, at an energy that, that we are accustomed to. So if we were raised in a household that uh, was not a high vibrational household, and uh, you're probably asking me right now, like, what's a, what is a high vibrational household? So a high vibrational household is is um, a household that is energetically high. It feels very light. It's very encouraging and nurturing, and it feels good. It's, it's like you're in a constant state of gratitude because everything is happening at a pace that is for your best interest. And how we're able to determine whether it's a low vibrational household or a high vibrational household generally depends on the leadership of the household. So myself, my household is a high vibrational household. And people know when they walk into my home that it is functioning at a high vibrational level because it feels very clean and pure in here. And yelling isn't allowed, cursing isn't allowed, only good vibes, only good vibes. You guys know what I'm talking about when I say only good vibes? <laughs> good. So that's, that's a high vibrational household, a household that functions in a state of gratitude, always grateful no matter what happens, versus a low vibrational household. Low vibration, like all things, let me give you uh, something that is very clear that you would be able to. So imagine a speaker and you're listening to music and let's say the speaker ran on batteries. And so 
let's say the battery in the speaker were very low, so you had the music up loud, but the it, the batteries were low, so nothing was coming through. The frequency, nothing was coming through. Now, with low frequencies, even though it appears that nothing is coming through, it's it's a negative energy. And we know one thing about energy is energy is never lost. It's always transferred. So a low vibration, it's always there, but you don't necessarily pay attention to it early on. It's, it's always there, but you don't necessarily feel the effects until later on in a space uh, where you realize that you're not functioning at your best. So I have an example of a low vibration, a low vibrational uh, energy. So I was talking to this guy and, you know, we lived in different states and I feel like we always get ourselves in situations, we collectively as a, as a human race, for me, I feel like we get ourselves in situations where we want to test the waters, but we don't necessarily want it to be real. So I had entered into uh, a conversation with someone that lived in another state. And leading into that conversation, or I don't know if we were, I don't know what it was, but I came to know quickly that I did not want to be in it. Have y'all ever been in a relationship where you find out that you don't want to be in it? Like, how many times do we have to get in a relationship and people want to use the blanket of God? Oh, I want you to pray with me. I want you to fast with me. <laughs> because I'm in this quest to, to be a wife, to be married. I'm trying out different things because it's an experiment. Forever is a, could be a very long time or it could be a very short time. And so I came to find out that this guy was a very low vibration, functioning very low in vibration, and, and I did not care for him. He would say things like, um, F, F you're lucky, or, I'm like, F you're lucky, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. <laughs> F you're lucky. So ladies, gentlemen, are you, are you in a relationship where someone uses chastisement words like, if you're lucky, you'll get to you'll get to be around to do this or that. And I'm like, hey, you're, you're out your mind. So this guy, you know what? I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Let me tell you about what happened when I changed my energy when I did, when I found out that I did not like that guy. So, but I find, I'm telling you guys this because I feel like every situation that we're in it, it leads us to another situation. It's like when we are in a constant state of gratitude, we bring more things to us to make us grateful, right? And so my state of gratitude, I, I was leaving my house, but right before I left my house that night, I asked myself, I was like, universe, God, source, what does it look like for me to live my most perfect life? Could you guys join me in asking that question right now? God, Source, universe, what does it look like for me to live my most perfect life now? You will get your answer. And so when I left the house that night, I did meet someone. <laughs> 
I, I did meet someone um, literally on the sidewalk. So that, that is the difference between low vibration, where when you're dealing with someone that's low vibration, you're, you're constantly in a conversation with regard to, do, you, do I want to be here? Am I doing the right thing? Do I want this person in my space? If we have to ask ourselves those questions, then the answer is no, we don't want them. We don't want them in, in our space. And so now, you know, not that it was, I wasn't living my most perfect life then, but being that I'm in a state of mind where, you know, it's time to be in a, in a loving, committed, supportive relationship. And can I challenge you guys with something? Uh, a lot of the reality TV uh, ladies, they've been coming out, and as well as Sierra, and you know the women that you know they were having sex with men before, and then I guess the men that they were having sex with, you know they had children, and now they're married. And the the thing now is don't have sex before you're married. Now this is a challenge for me because I like sex. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go and have sex with uh, a lot of different people, but the question is, is like something that is so innate to us as adults, should we eliminate that from our life? Should we? Should we eliminate sex from our life until we are married? I'm not married, but I feel like when we come from a broken space, the, the people that are, that are saying, you know, eliminate sex until you get married, I don't necessarily agree with that because I like sex. However, I do like discipline. I do agree with there's certain steps and measures that need to be taken for you to live your best life. Would you guys agree or disagree? You would agree, right? Okay, so go with me here because now that we're in this space of quarantine, Love in the time of quarantine. What are you loving in your life? Now, at Hit Like a Girl, love in the time of quarantine, when I think about love, I think about things that we should be grateful for. You guys know what it is to be grateful? To be grateful is to be thankful. You guys hear me always say, arigato, arigato, means thank you. Love in the time of quarantine, to be grateful is to have a, a thankful heart for no matter what is happening. And so during this time when businesses have shut down, some of us have um, National Guard in our streets, monitoring our streets, stopping cars, checking IDs. Some cities have, have made it a a law that you cannot leave your home unless you're going to, you know, particular places that are on these lists. So my question to you guys is, what are you loving in this time of quarantine? Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. So get a piece of paper and a pen. I would. <laughs> you got it? Awesome. So love in the time of quarantine. I want you guys to make a list. You got your pen, you got your paper. 
But before you, I want you to write down one, two, three, four, and five. I want you to write down your list of one through five. At the top of your page, I want you to write down what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? I'm going to say it again. What does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? All right? So I want you to set that aside. Because today I have an assignment for you. And I want you to write this into your schedule at least for the next 30 days. For the next 30 days, I want you guys to get a timer, 10 minutes, put 10 minutes on your timer. Go to a quiet space, sit upright, whether it's in the closet, the bathroom, your bedroom, get in a quiet space. And when you're in that quiet space, I want you to set the alarm for 10 minutes each day. That's, and then I want you to sit in that silence for 10 minutes. Asking yourself, what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? What does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? And within those 10 minutes every day, you will, something will show up in your spirit. Because you're quieting your mind and you're honoring your time and space here on earth. And you're saying, hey, I matter. I'm focusing on me and what it takes for me to live my most perfect life now. And whatever shows up, write those things down. It may be more than five things. But what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? And this is very important because when, when you are in that space and you're asking yourself, what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? I want you guys to imagine a place where you have been, a place in time where you have been in your life. Not the place in time, but the energy that came with it. If you've ever felt a loving feeling, if you've ever felt like, you, you know when we're on a roller coaster and it's like, it's super exciting, it's, it's a high vibrational energy, it's a, it's a loving feeling, it's, it's a feeling of being in love. It's a feeling of loving or smelling and kissing on a newborn baby. It's a, a feeling of, you know, being at the beach and hearing the, the shore, the, the water on the shore, the water in the ocean crash against the shore. I want you guys to imagine a feeling that has brought you a laughter and joy, gratitude. Imagine a feeling of love, of pure love, high vibrational energy that have, has brought you love, joy, and gratitude. And I want you, when you're asking yourself, what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? When you feel that feeling of joy and happiness and love, then you're going to bring those things that, that bring that feeling of love, joy, laughter, you're going to bring more of those things to you. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm telling you guys this because I, I found this out because I love love. 
And I started to have these conversations with myself. So we're in quarantine. Love in the time of quarantine. How are we loving ourselves? This is the time that, that the universe, that God, that source energy has given us to literally unplug from what we were accustomed to. The rat race, the, you know, the constant movement of trying to get somewhere without ever taking any downtime. And I'm, a, I'm someone that I've always valued downtime. I have absolutely always valued downtime. I'm a middle child of six. I've always valued downtime. And what I found in my downtime, whether it was turning the radio off when I'm driving in the car, and this, this was when I was like a teenager that I started to do this. And I would always measure my state of mind with regard to the comfortability that I had with sitting in silence. Have any of you guys ever been uncomfortable sitting in silence? When, you, when we're uncomfortable sitting in silence, there's something internally that we need to let go of. Because when we're not able to sit with ourselves, that means we're uncomfortable with ourselves. So the exercise that I've shared with you guys today will help you get comfortable with yourself. When we spend time with ourselves, it is setting an appointment with God, universe, source energy. It is setting an appointment with creation. Sitting with ourselves is setting an appointment with creation saying, here I am, I'm ready. What do you have for me? Here I am, I'm ready. What do you have for me? And I tell you guys that because I think back to a story uh, when I was in high school. And I'm all about learning. I'm all about travel. I'm all about becoming the best version of ourselves. And being that we've been given the opportunity to really sow into our our students' lives right now, our loved ones, our you know sons and daughters, nieces and nephews, extended in-laws. I'm grateful for this time because I feel like when it comes to general education, I feel like it's it's geared towards a manufacturing type of energy, like you're being fed this type of information. To, because you're going to do these types of jobs. And we have to be careful with that because if, if we're taking an idea of what someone else believes that we should be doing, then we're just, we're just, we're, we're part of the, of the machine. We're part of the machine. But when we take the time to stop and sit with ourselves for 10 minutes and discover who we are and what makes us our best self and what is, living our most perfect life look like, then we step outside of being a part of someone else's machine and we create our own machine. So would you rather be someone that 
is a part of, of a machine that doesn't have your best interests at heart? Or would you rather create a machine that has your best interests at heart and the best interests of the, the morals and values that are important to you for your future generations? Which would you prefer? So I want to tell you guys about a story. Um, it was, uh, I was in high school and it was a, um, a college professor, a high school counselor regarding college, college preparation. And I feel, as I talked to you guys about earlier, we meet people where we are. And so this particular counselor, he had a checklist. He had a checklist of things that would decide whether you were going to go to college or not. And so for me, I thought it was absolutely absurd because some of the things on his paper, on his checklist, on determining whether you would go to college, whether you should take the time to fill out a college application, whether you should take the time to think about a higher education. Some of the things on his checklist were things like, do you have a credit card or does your parents have a credit card? Have you ever used a credit card? Have you ever gone on a vacation? And I don't really remember the other ones because all of the things I was like, you're absurd. I, I had already, I had already been out of the country. I'd already been traveled to different states. I'd gone on multiple vacations. Yeah, I had a card in my name, but how, what reality, I mean, how many high school students have, has an Amex with their name on it? And so the, the idea that you would tell a student that if you don't have certain things that you've accomplished in your life, you're in high school for crying out loud, then the probability of you going into college and being successful is null and void. And so that's why I'm very passionate about determining who you are based on what is in your heart, who you were created to be in this life. Because I feel like when we get caught up in somebody else's idea of who we're supposed to be, we are constantly in a state of one foot on the right side, one foot on the left side. Being in a space where, where we're attempting to please somebody else instead of pleasing ourselves. Like how many of us have been in a job because our parents held us to an idea of what we said we wanted to be when we were younger, or what they thought that we should be versus the, the passion that is, that is in, inside of us. Like I'm from a, a, a dual parent household with regard to one family are laborers, they, you know, construction builders, developers, and the other entrepreneurs. And so when you come from a space where, you know, those are two different mindsets. You got two different sides of the wheel there. And so I feel like whoever you are as a parent, nurture your child's gifts that they have. Like, pay attention. If I had it to do it all over again, I would say each one of us, as a child, deserves to have the time and space to develop who we are as, as human beings. And then have that nurtured so we can grow up to become who we're called to be so we can live our best life. I mean... How many of us still haven't grown up? <laughs> and what does growing up look like? Does that does grow 
like you know being married with kids and and then becoming a grandparent is that what being grown up is or is being grown up having your own household and, and paying bills I feel like being grown up may be having your own household and paying bills but being grown up doesn't mean that you have to lose that childlike behavior because that's something that we should always maintain because within that playfulness that's going to bring more more love to us stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos fashion reports sports stories entertainment news and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com stay connected i want to end with this I love you, I appreciate you, I adore you. Thank you for watching and listening to me, Masako May, on Hit Like a Girl. I am the creator and executive producer of Hit Like a Girl, where our hit is what makes us powerful and how we're utilizing our unique powerful gifts to impact our communities, to impact for a global change. Because together, we can do it. Remember your list of five, your 10 minutes of silent time for the next 30 days, and the question that you're asking yourself. What does it take for me to be my most perfect self? Or what does it take for me to live my most perfect life now? And feel the love with that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, I love you. I adore you. I'm Asako May, and you've been watching and listening to Hit Like a Girl on the Urban Music Report. Stay connected at urbanmusicreport.com for the hottest music features and videos, fashion reports, sports stories, entertainment news, and technology updates at urbanmusicreport.com. Stay connected. Driving for a minute, running out of gas, I'm running out of miles. But I won't stop until I get there, hoping that you're still there, I'm running out of time. So I'm speeding, cause I'm feeling, I'll admit it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hurry, doing 30, past the limit, yeah, but I don't care, cause I Until I get there Hope you don't forget that you're all that I have left Oh yeah They came in my life Then I let you get away Oh yeah But it won't happen twice I won't let you slip away From me, from me Cause, Cause I wish
to you.